a lot of time, I, I feel like society has gotten so cerebral in terms of the the intellectual idea of of unknowing. And I had a, a very profound experience where this, I'll say philosophy really hit me hard, where I got to see where I was living in a theoretical understanding. And then I had a direct experience with something and it literally shifted my entire world. And so I think that having an experience with something is really the only way that you can identify your own truth to that subject matter, to that person, to that thing, to that experience. And without it, it's just somebody else's idea. You can't have an, I mean, you can have an opinion on it, but it's like based on what somebody else's direct experience with it. This is Evolve CPG, a community of purpose-driven brand leaders who not only believe in better, but actively pursue it. Better products, better brands, better leadership, for a better world. I'm your host, Gage Mitchell, and today we're talking about how true leadership grows from the inside out. Our guests, Linwood Paul and Matt Damore, are co-founders of Subtle Distinctions, where they cultivate thoughtful leaders from, you guessed it, the inside out. You know, and this thing that people are up to, which... Um, one of the ways that we've heard it referred to is that people are always and already in the middle of something. That's kind of what life is about, is change. You know, how do you make happen what you intend to have happen and avoid what you don't want to have happen? And so we have a way that we go about it that is simply I before we before all. It's a method to pay attention to the components of what's happening in your world in an order of importance. And so I comes before everything because, let's see, everywhere you go, there you are. How you do anything is how you do everything. And it was a song back in my youth, and the lyrics went something like, you can't hide from yourself. Everywhere you go, there you are. And so we start with I before we, before all. And so, Gage, the other thing is we, we call it our inside-out integrative coaching process. And a lot of folks on some level want to start from the outside and come in. And so the one thing that we have found is the really the basis and the building blocks and the foundation for, in essence, creating whatever you want in life is starting with what we feel. And again, this is this is our notion, is starting with that sense of self-awareness and self-care and really building a solid foundation by being as aware as you can as possible so that when you're creating, you're creating from the most intentional place um, as you can. You're also equipping yourself with a vitality index that is capable of carrying what I'll say is your dream. And a lot of folks, people have such a huge dream, but they're not equipping themselves in their vehicle, their body with enough resources to actually carry through and achieve what they want to create in life. Or in sometimes they're, they burn out their vehicle in the process because they don't know how to take care of themselves. And so when people are wondering about organizational change and how to scale and, and be successful with their business, they oftentimes 
neglect that they can just start with themselves and they don't see that bridge because ultimately there isn't a, an immediate, which I think there is, but in their mind, there might not be a return on investment. So that initial ring, if you're thinking about like a nested dolls approach, if you've seen those little nested dolls, right? That's the analogy that we like to say is that we first start by focusing on you, the individual, the I, by really cultivating self-awareness, um, self-care, and then and personal transformation. And then as Linwood uh, mentioned, then we work out to the we. And the we is synonymous with you and one other person, or it is your team. And in relationship, it's like you can't give what you don't have. And many times, if we're, if we're drawing it to a relationship status, is you show up in a relationship with an unmet need that you haven't satiated in yourself. And therefore, you look to have filled by somebody else. But if you think about two poles standing up, if one pole is leaning on the other pole, and that leaning pole represents that unmet need now that's placed on that other pers person, that applies pressure and tension. So in order for you to, to have a, the most healthy relationship with yourself and with partners or your team is to, to do your best. And it's an ongoing process because we have a, we were, we have a body and we're human to really come as whole as you can so that you are full and therefore have something to give as opposed to your 75% full and you're trying to give. So that's the, that's the we. And then the all is really creating those two and leveraging those two steps in terms of what am I here to create? What type of impact do I want to have? What is something bigger than myself that I want to apply my gifts and my talents and my love to that can create an environment that I would love to be in every single day and that I would love to see more at? So in essence, when we begin to work with individuals and with teams, that's where we start. We start with the I and then we go to the we and to the all. And they're very integrative. They're happening all the time together, of course, but uh, an understanding that if we're really here to help implement some of these missions and visions that we connect into, including our own, it's pivotal that you start with the basics. You start by nutrition, hydration, thinking, breathing, sleeping, moving, understanding your belief systems, understanding your social conditioning, understanding the endless expectations that are placed on you by everything all the time, all day, and really what is your operating system built on and get clear on that, that, that it's yours. It's actually been installed by you and that you've consciously chosen to form your own thoughts on what you think to be true. And then you create from that intentional place. And, you know, when you look at, we can look at the I before we, before all in the serenity prayer gauge. So courage, patience, and wisdom. Those are the three components, right? The courage to change the things that I can, the patience to accept the things that I cannot, and the wisdom to know the difference. In the I domain we, that where we recur to it, that's what the courage is. Because the courage to change the things that I can are predominantly in the area of yourself. You can change that, and it takes courage to do that. Self-awareness takes courage. The things you may find you may not like at first, it takes courage to work through the I part. And then patience to accept the things that I cannot. That's in the we domain because that's when you're dealing with other people and all of the bits and pieces that they bring to how they see the world and what they need and what they want. And then the all is in wisdom. And the wisdom to what? Because that's the tough part know the difference. 
Is it patience that's required? Is it courage that it's required? It's wisdom to know the difference. So what we can always change is ourselves, and that's why we start there. That's beautiful. What it reminds me of is that phrase that you can't love others until you love yourself or something like that. But this reminds me like you can't lead others <laughs> until you learn to lead yourself. And yes, technically you can lead people, but maybe you're not doing it as effectively as possible or maybe you're not doing achieving all your goals the right way or maybe you are leading people, but it's leading to lots of confrontations and frustration and burnout and whatever else. But if you can learn to lead yourself better – more effectively, more holistically, then you can show up more authentically and at your full strength for the rest of your team. Full and strength. A lot of time, I, I feel like society has gotten so cerebral in terms of the the intellectual idea of, of unknowing. And I had a, a very profound experience where this, I'll say philosophy really hit me hard, where I got to see where I was living in a theoretical understanding, and then I had a direct experience with something, and it literally shifted my entire world. And so I think that having an experience with something is really the only way that you can identify your own truth to that subject matter, to that person, to that thing, to that experience. And without it, it's just somebody else's idea. You can't have an, I mean, you can have an opinion on it, but it's like based on what? Somebody else's direct experience with it. So going back to what you were saying about the whole leadership thing, and this is where we strive to come where we where we coach from is like, we can't offer to be of service to others and, and support them in areas that we haven't gone ourselves. That's being inauthentic. And I think that's that's really, really important in a way to be able to continue to show up and to grow. So yeah, you were right on, Gage. And when you look at words like protect, but these are leadership terms in our opinion, Gage. Protect, advocate, support, you know, bring about. I'm going to throw a wild one in right here that I live by. To protect the sheep, you have to catch the wolf. And it takes a wolf to catch a wolf. So what we've got to do, what I mean by that is we've got to create ourselves having a dynamic of self-awareness, a dynamic of a personal certainty that our power emanates from. And then from there go to empathy and then from there go to sympathy and from there go to compassion and exercise. I think I heard it just the other day, a, a man said, it, it goes from the mind to the heart and through the hands. And the mind is us. The mind is our knowledge, our knowledge of ourselves, our, our awareness about who we are and what we are and what we believe in and what we're here to do and staying authentic to that and then taking it through the heart, which is where the feelings and the needs and the, and the expression of all of that comes. And then in the work, in the, through the hands, because most people don't realize that when you look up compassion, what it means, compassion is action. Compassion is not a is not a state of mind. It's not a thing that you are up to. Compassion is a measure of what you're actually doing in terms of advocacy and support and protection and bringing about, you know, the meaning and the contribution that you want to make to the world. What about compassion towards yourself? I guess that would fit <laughs> here too, right? The start, sure, starting with I <laughs> is having some compassion for yourself and actually taking action towards making yourself better. All of that stuff is in the eye first. Protect yourself, advocate for yourself, support yourself. Yeah, everything starts at the eye, no matter what anyone wants to name, Gate, it starts with the eye. 
which is what we're talking about today, right? I before we before all. And we mean that. We mean that in terms of content. We mean that in terms of action. We mean that in terms of context. We mean that in terms of, of definition. We mean that in terms of interpretation, perspectives. I first. And not only, not only I, but first I. Yeah, sorry to throw you on the spot on this and maybe you don't have anything prepared, but do you have any great examples of some transformations you've seen in people when they've had some of those aha moments of working on the I before diving into the we? I mean, I would say yes. The biggest thing is that people, there's a huge misconception around this notion of being selfish. And I think that's something that like is a... That's like one of the 20 pandemics, right? That we get to see after working with a bunch of people is that when they start to love themselves and they start to focus on themselves, they think that it's at the exclusion of others. And it's like, no, it's so you can be with others better, more, you can authentically serve, you can be a better lover because you're whole. And so there's this notion of when people have the ahas, it's like, oh, I get to give myself permission to love myself more in a way than I never have. So therefore I can love others more. And they, they don't, they, they haven't connected the full loop yet. There's still a disconnect that if I take care of myself, that means I'm not really focusing on that. It's like, no, I'm taking care of myself so I can focus on you and so I can love you and so I can serve more. And those moments are like, holy cow, I, I'm actually giving myself permission to do things that I've never done before because I've realized that it's not selfish and I don't need to feel guilty for doing that. And there, it's, it's amazing because there's like this huge weight that's finally lifted off their shoulder. So yeah, that, that was I, I an overarching that. kind of idea, but not a direct um, experience there. Well, I can give you a direct one, Gage. There was a gal who was talking about a C, what do they call them, C-level exec. And she was all she wanted to talk about was boundaries, 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 boundaries. And she was thinking about that. what that meant was keeping people out. And, and the work that was done there was to was not to – the boundaries are not to, in her case, keep people out, but for her to expand out into to fill. If you see a fence, right, a fence can keep stuff out. But it also gives the uh, definition for the space in which the, the flock, if you will, can expand out into. And so that's just an example. You know, when you talk about boundaries, let's just kick off the self-centered, I mean, the selfish part and look at it as being self-centered. Take care of yourself so you can take care of others. That's it. If my tank is full, Matt has a, a beautiful thing he does on credit and debit. You know, if you don't have it to give, you can't give it. So first, first, first the eye. That's beautiful. And that echoes what I was going to say is I feel like we get caught up in that idea of selfish so much, but often working on yourself isn't selfish. It's selfist. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, Ooh. putting some attention into yourself and, and making that a conscious practice, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's selfish. It can be with the um, intentions of helping others too. Yeah. The challenge is the better you get, at bringing things about, the more people are going to ask you and the more they're going to ask you for. So you've got to have yourself set up to be a laser and not a fire hose. And in bringing it back to like the whole of all of community gauge, like that's the only truly sustainable regenerative way to do it. All the other ways you're, you're, you're basically operating on debt. 
You're operating on smoke and mirrors. So it's like if we want to be sustainable with our relationships, if we want to be sustainable with our businesses, if we want to be sustainable with our energy, we have to come from a place that it's it's full before we're given it or else we're built on a debt system. And we know what happens when you're built on a debt system. It doesn't end pretty, <laughs> right? There's yeah, a dollar down me. and a dollar later and later is always now. <laughs> Yeah, I think that reminds me of, I think it was a book called The Big Leap or something like that. That's all about getting past some of your own mental, emotional hangups to open yourself up to working in your zone of genius and other things like that. But part of, I think it was that book. It was either that or maybe it was worked into um, How to Win Friends and Influence People too. But it was that idea of the debt. Like if you're constantly asking of others and asking of yourself and not replenishing, you're just pulling things out, but you're not putting back in. So making sure that you're putting back in and being more regenerative with yourself and your relationships means you've got more to give. And I just want to make sure to give a couple of quick how-tos on this and for people like, oh, great. So what do I do when I start focusing on I? You know, what does that even look like? So I, I mentioned it earlier, but I said the nutrition, hydration, sleep, thinking, breathing, and moving. And that's something that we call our six pillars of, of the foundational six pillars of health. So great sleeping, right? Super, super, super important. This stuff doesn't have to be hard. And a lot of times when people do the very, very basics, you'll see a significant portion of the quote unquote symptoms go away because of those foundational elements being taken care of. So get sleep, you know, figure out what you need. Really take a look at your body in terms of what is the feedback that your body is giving you from a mental and emotional, a physical, um, a digestive um, standpoint. What does your skin look like? All this stuff, like your body is constantly giving you messages to see how, to give you a grade, how you're taking care of it, right? So get some sleep, try to get seven or eight hours, you know, um, you don't have to be incredibly like militant about it, but just get more sleep than you probably are getting right now because 99.9% .9 of us are underslept. Two, drink a bunch of water, high clean purified water, add some sea salt and maybe a little bit of lemon juice in there to help the absorption, but drink more water than you're drinking anything else. Um, move it, you know, move, move in a way that makes you excited, um, that you enjoy. If you're moving and you're like, oh, I hate this, but I have to, I'm on this treadmill. Like, no, it's not going to work. It does, it's not sustainable. Dance, figure out what makes you happy and move, right? Assess your thoughts. Look at your self-talk, clean that up. Because I always, I was actually chatting with my mom last night and I was, I said, you know, mom, everything in life is food for us. Food for our hearts, food for our minds, food for our soul, food for our relationships, food for our bank accounts, food for, it's all food. It's all nourishment. So what are you nourishing with yourself with? Are you watching the news every night and, and you know, kind of taking in the narrative as what that's going to do to your psychology? Because that's food for your mind. You know, you have to be very, very, very selective of what comes to your field because that's all food. So in terms of how do I start? Those are four great ways to do that, right? And just start paying attention to what it is that your body's trying to, to share. And what are you putting in your mouth? Is that, is that food dead? Because how do you build life off of dead food? Or is it alive? Because you can't build life without life. 
And most people are trying to build life with death. And that's not a good equation, right? So um, I don't mean to get off on a riff about this, but I get super, super, super passionate that it doesn't have to be that complicated, even though it's intricate and it is on somewhat complicated, but the higher overarching things can have a profound impact. And there's so much information out there these days, somewhat to the detriment because it just confuses people. But get some rest, drink some water, make sure that the food that you're eating is alive and not dead. Move your body in a way that just excites you and that brings you passion and joy. Um, and if it's painful, stop doing it and you know, watch your thoughts and just nourish yourself in a way that you realize that everything that you come in contact with every single day is food for some aspect of your being. And I'm going to put a really high sign on all of that gauge by saying, not only if it's painful, stop doing it. If it's not enjoyable, stop doing it. Now, most of us can't get out to that outer ring or that inner ring, depending on how you want to look at it. But if we could sit, if that's on the board, if that's somewhere in the equation, am I having, it, is this enjoyable for me? Am I having the time that I want to have? Then your nervous system can calm down and not have to protect you so much because everything that you're doing or so much of what you're doing is not keeping you safe. It's not doing what your nervous system is there to, to create for you, which is an, a, a condition that works for it and therefore you. One of the things we talk about in the nervous system it is it is always detecting and seldom aware of the messages. Last thing I want to share on that is in what Matt was talking about, about watch your body, check engine light. Check engine light comes on in the car. You can do a couple of things. You can pull over right away because it might be dreadful. You can uh, schedule a mechanic and figure out what it is, or you can ignore it and find out later on. That's not going to be good. <laughs> that's beautiful. That's the that's, that's the awesome. worst. That's the worst Whoa, option. Snap, that's the worst yeah. option. <laughs> yeah. you know? It's a little light on the dash, or it's a lot of smoke out of the yeah. rear end. <laughs> mess mess around and find out. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. That's a perfect way to I think wrap up this conversation. Some really actionable stuff there. I personally <laughs> have gotten some actions based on that because I think I've have a solid understanding of the sleep and the hydration, but the the movement has fallen to the wayside during COVID yeah. <laughs> completely. Yeah. And then the self-talk and like the everything is, is food for your mind and your body, I think, is something that we could all use some help with, uh, with the pr proliferation of social media and other things that are yep. actually destructive to our mental health. Yeah. So, and we have help from who? Beautiful. Help from who? Help from who? Help from the eye. Yeah. Help from the beautiful. eye. Love it. Well, thank you both again for sharing some of your wisdom with this uh, Evolve community. I always love our chats and looking forward to the next one. You bet, Gage. Our pleasure. We man. do too. Thank you so much, man. Thanks for listening. We're always experimenting, so please let us know if you like this shorter episode format or if you prefer the longer conversations. If you'd like to learn more about Linwood, Matt, or their company, go to subtledistinctions.com. Subscribe to our podcast and YouTube channel for more innovator interviews, expert advice, and leadership discussions. If you like this episode, leave a heart, thumbs up, or review, and share it with your colleagues. As an ever-evolving show, we also love feedback, so send us ideas for who we should talk to next at evolve@modernspecies.com and learn about our new online community for brand leaders at evolvecpg.com. See you next week.